Benjamin Cisco of this podcast, and joining me today uh, is uh, two special guests that are here every week, but they're still special. We got uh, Michael Hodgins over here, the Miles O'Brien of our podcast, because he knows how to fix things. Top of the morning to you. Definitely doesn't I- talk that way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also joining us is the Rom of the podcast. That's Crofton Steers, Crofton, hello. Do you know who Rom is? I'm going to have to Google that. He's Quark's brother who Quark constantly makes fun of. And this is how Rom talks. Hello, brother. How are you today? And Quark's like, you idiot. You didn't clean everything up on time, you moron. He's like, oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry, brother. That's you. So I'd be Quark, I guess. No, Um, you are Rom. So this is Deep Space Nine Star Trek talk. So we've already lost, I'd say, three quarters of the audience. Um, gentlemen, uh, before we get too far, I have to say this has been an arduous day for me. First off, I gave blood for the first time today uh, in my life. And uh, I almost passed out when doing it. They had to have like a nurse kind of look at me and stuff like that. No, no, that they do that for everybody. Total wrong. Total wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, no, no, they do that for everyone, but my, I guess my blood pressure dipped or whatever, and my eyes rolled back, and I started passing out, which oh, no. is not supposed to happen, so they have to hold on to me for a longer period of time. And then in the afternoon, like I'd had the root canal, which I may have mentioned on this show previously, massively painful. And so I got a, uh, I got a gold like you're bragging tooth. About it. You got a I gold got, tooth? Yeah, so I got a gold tooth. What? Uh, it's unfortunate. It, it's in the back, so it's like you well, can't you should really get a it. window cut out in your cheek, like cut out a hole and get put a, a little diamond in there. In there yeah. too. V, v, but it's cool. Like I got a gold. Uh, it, Why I'm, is it cool? <laughs> he's like, he's like the dentist. Believe it or not, gold costs a lot more than other materials. <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Why is it gold? A lot, a lot of which I ignored because I was too busy being in massive pain. Uh, right. But uh, but they they've been using gold for a long time and like for the most part the only replacement would be like ceramic, um, and uh, that's if it was in the front they would very encourage you to do that but it chips so that if it's in the where gold does not so if it's in the back when nobody's going to see it they encourage you not to use the ceramic because it's also really annoying to fix if something did chip or whatever but uh, it was funny I met the dentist and. Um, I had this little. They made. I had this little sticker on my shirt that says, "I donated blood today for the first time," or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, she was like, "Oh, you did. You donated blood." And I was like, "Yeah." They told me to wear the sticker all day and to let people know because I could possibly faint again. And uh, and she's like, "Oh, I couldn't give blood. Um, I've never given blood before. I'm scared of needles." And I was like. This is the same lady who stuck like three needles in my gums to do a root canal. She stuck a needle in me today and she's like, oh, yes, I don't mind giving people needles. It's just getting them myself. I'm like, that is the worst. She says that, but she's probably like, I've seen the terror and pain that I've caused these people. I know what a needle really does. Your experience might have been okay, but I've really, really torn people up with some needles. I know how bad it can get. You're like, oh, God. It's just funny because it's like needles are like one of those things where you expect that people are who hate needles just uniformly hate them. Like, and I don't like needles. That's partly why I'd never given blood before today. So if I see a movie where they do like an injection scene or whatever, and I'm I'm always like, oh god, I, I I really I really hate that. So it doesn't matter. Like if I'm getting the needle or if it's somebody in a movie, I'm just like, oh, I, I don't like needles. But she's like, oh, I'm cool with needles as long as I'm not the one getting But I mean them. like, you know, it's kind of a silly thing. Nobody likes needles. Like it's just the people who say, 
oh, I really don't like needles are the ones who are just being wimps about it. Like, I, I, I don't say I hate needles. I'm like, I go get them. I do not like it. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it feels no, good. I, yeah, right. I've had lots of painful needles, but I'm like, well, they, they got to give you a needle. What am I going to do? Run out of the room? <laughs> I'm just like, all right, stick it in, damn it. And, and that's it, you know? I just want to highlight for listeners that I've given blood today, so I am the most benevolent. Like, I'm the nicest of the three of us. I'm surprised you didn't make some comment. You're like, whoever gets my blood, whatever other diseases they have are going to be miraculously cured. Their IQ will go up 10 points. They seem to be huge fans of my blood. Let me just say that. And I will tell you, the (laughs) survey that you fill out beforehand is exhaustive. And some of the stuff – first off, it made me feel like I had a really boring life because some of the questions were really like – orgies. Yeah. Have you you lived in France during the 1990s? I'm like, no, that's oddly (laughs) – specific uh and then like and then another one is like it's like do you own a pet monkey or have you ever played with a monkey in the past five years and i was like no again very specific but i wish i did have a pet monkey um so yeah they were asking that questionnaire leads me to believe that you don't wish you had a pet monkey because you'd have some kind of horrible disease maybe i really wanted to be unhealthy because a lot of people were getting screened out left and right and i'm like oh man maybe i don't have to do this ah the truth is revealed you you did a good deed under duress it was somewhat under duress, but for the the record is A, I still did it, and B, well, I don't think there's any B. It's just that I did it. B that it's you know, still blood. As a funny as – I know this is going to be a long preamble, but uh, you know, Crofton kind of has this thing where you know uh, you always say like how Andrea is like good at everything. That's my wife, and she, and she kind of is. Uh, but then, but Ed Crofton, so it's like, he's like, I gave blood for the first time because I was, because Andrea gives blood every month and has oh, done so for like fuck. 20 years. <laughs> and she's yeah, those... 50 days, 50 days is what you have to do. Oh, but like, well, she... what, yeah, whatever it is, it... she gives it every single interval. Yeah. And she's also one of those, um, a universal like... donor. So they're like, give us your blood. And she just, she's good. God hmm. damn, where does she go to do it? I don't know. God, man. <laughs> she, damn her for being so good. Uh, uh, well, right, you, well, you did do a good thing. Speaking, even of, you almost speaking died. of doing good deeds, I think we need to do a good deed and debate a topic today. <clears throat> what do you enough. boys say about that? Would you want to donate some of our intelligence to a conversation? Yes, let's something? do it. Cross uh, and try not to pass out. That I am short on blood and also. Uh, oh, yeah, was know, there a point to the story? Well, it's just that I'm not at 100%. I'm tired. I'm worn down. Okay, okay. So, like, this topic's going to come out. I won't have necessarily my A game for it. Okay, that's cool. I, just, I didn't mean to sound so snarky. I just mean we might have missed it. And our... we got really sidetracked with the gold tooth. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, yeah, let's, you're let's do a topic. That's some uh, fumey stuff. Um, <laughs> the topic today is entrepreneurship. Hmm, this is an interesting one. Do we this have any entrepreneurs like, amongst us? We uh, did, are we because we run this podcast. Does that no. count? I don't God think you it. count uh, people who make no money entrepreneurs. We technically make some money thanks to our generous patrons. That's true. Yeah, thank you, any patrons, <laughs> but uh, nobody would call us an entrepreneur. Do you think if we went to an entrepreneur workshop and told them the amount we made that we'd earn a lot of respect and kudos? Probably not. I, I think if three white guys came in and said, hey, we're running a podcast at an entrepreneurship place, they would be like, uh-huh. Get in line. We have yeah, a whole room other... devoted to you guys. You know, like. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, but uh, entrepreneurship is that just like is that like I just associate that with with sort sort of running a business, but it's more than that, right? I think it's sort of like starting something. I mean, because you could you can drop you know you could drop into a business that, uh, you know that exists. You could buy a franchise for McDonald's, say, and run it. I don't think I'd call. The franchisee of McDonald's an entrepreneur. Maybe some people would. I think I get get the feeling like if you're an entrepreneur, the it's like you have an idea for something, some kind of business. It almost doesn't matter what it is, and then you 
you know, you make that happen. Whether you're, I think that's kind of it. Like, it's just like someone who's in business, some sort of start uppy thing. It could be small, it could be big, uh, but it's like a new idea, and they're like, you know, pulling myself up by my bootstraps, and they, you know, they're an entrepreneur all of a sudden. I feel like for the, also like, the term is bandied about as if like, it's the be all and end all. Like being an entrepreneur, that's like that's what small business drives the economy, and we want to enable entrepreneurs. Like I feel like in the kind of free market sort of capitalist system that we're in, everyone is like, you should be an entrepreneur, and it's just like, I found that I feel like the term is kind of loaded in it. It's like, you should be one. They are great, and I'm not sure that that's always true depends what uh, the, the thing is do you consider yourself an entrepreneur mike no definitely okay. not <laughs> so like because entrepreneurship sounds to me like it has the word enterprise in it is that entrepreneur no no maybe not um uh, I don't, Are I don't you, as long as this doesn't switch to star trek no no it. no that's not a star trek thing it's just but i think you're in the right to me it sounds then. like it's a little bit more than like opening a corner store in your neighborhood because there's a need for cigarettes and, you, and then there's no convenient place to buy it. So now you're making money as a corner well, store person. I don't know that it's that. I, unless it's maybe we can speak more broadly about it. But it's like to me, it's about finding, finding, I guess maybe I'm just trying to be too esoteric about it, like finding some need. Like, yeah, why is like well? Would, would you say uh, Elon Musk is an entrepreneur? Yes, but look, here's the deal. I think that so there's a giant the spectrum to too. it. Yes, right. Like there's yeah. a giant spectrum. So like I do, uh, unlike Mike, I do believe the person who gets the franchise at McDonald's or has the corner store is an entrepreneur. It's just the, it, it's at a much lesser level than you know. A high-level entrepreneur, and I think it's entirely related to the amount of risk that they take on. It's like a risk-reward framework, and I think that that's why it's so rewarded by society. So you get um, people, entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, and that's a key thing because unsuccessful entrepreneurs, people who go, you know, bankrupt or whatever, they're not like, in, they're not necessarily thought of or in a positive light or given any thought at all. Whereas the successful entrepreneurs are like, wow, this person risked it all and it paid off or whatever they, they took because other than an entrepreneur, what are other means of making, you know, making yourself get by in society or make, make money or whatever. And often it's like a salaried position, a position in an organization that is already successful to a certain extent The the risk to you personally is it's much lesser, you know? Um, so I think, I think an entrepreneur is somebody that, that goes out and, and tries to start something um, and takes and takes some some level of personal risk to do so, and that level of personal risk can range, you know, astronomically. Like somebody can put up their house and all that sort of stuff to to get a McDonald's franchise that may not work may not work out for them, or you know, like you get these rich entrepreneurs, like multi billion dollars or whatever, who are just like, here's a startup, here's money for a startup, here's money for another startup, and they just like they just invest in a bunch of things and it's a bit like throwing darts at a board but they have so much money that there's very low risk to them but they're considered successful entrepreneurs yeah and i think but because i think still what part of that i think the key point it's like it's it's you have some kind of vision and i think that's what differentiates an entrepreneur from a small business owner because a lot of people will define themselves as i'm a small business owner and like if i think of like say some of the contractors I've had in my house to do, to do work. I got an electrical guy uh, and I got like an HVAC guy that came in and both those guys are small business owners, you know, and they're uh, doing their work. I would not call either of them entrepreneurs. They don't have any kind of vision. Uh, they work in an industry which is kind of built on small businesses and that's just sort of what they do. They're not like reinventing, reinventing it, making it easier. They're just like chugging along, getting another job. And a lot of small businesses, I think, are just small businesses, and there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like the, the, the thing that differentiates it is, coming saying this, reiterating myself again, is having a vision, too, where it's like you see uh, like an, it's, there's an opportunity or you feel like there's a gap somewhere. 
I, I can feel that, or there's, or someone hasn't put two and two together here, and there's a business opportunity there. Right. I know there's 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 something I could do there to make some money or bring something new to um, to the world. And I, I feel like that's the entrepreneur, or or that's at least the myth of the entrepreneur that that's what they do. I think a lot of it is just as you say, if you have a lot of money, there's a lot of ideas around, and a lot of them are good. And if you have enough money to just kind of try and fail at a few of them. One of them might go well, and it's like, hey, great, but most people don't have any money and can't and have to beg and borrow, you know, on like these horrible shows like Dragon's Den or I think the American one is Shark Tank. Mm. I hate those shows, incidentally. Well, <laughs> know, like... But those are like ones where entrepreneurs are trying to get some some cash from like people with money, and they're basically begging and pleading about their idea. And then, you know, yeah, but that's s- how it is for most people. Some of those people have started to set up systems. Like they've either they've taken ideas and implemented it like on a small scale like think of like uh, just a ready example is my sister's actually an entrepreneur now that i think about it she has um with my mom they started a little mom and daughter little business called paw parade and they sell cat toys and dog toys and it's proven to be more successful than anticipated you know you do like a little project and it's just the two of you and maybe you see 50 bucks and you're like oh that was a nice hobby but they're actually turning profit and not anything to live on, I think, at this time. But, you know, they're setting milestones and goals and things have been uh, getting better and better. And they've been successful in a way that is meaningful. And I think that's like the start of the process is you find a need and you find a very small way to fill it. And that gains momentum to a point where next thing you know, maybe you are running a business that has a you know, staff, <laughs> essentially, that can, it can sustain workers. Um, so, and what's neat about that is like, like in, when you're telling that story, I'm immediately feeling positive towards them and to entrepreneurs in general. And you're just like, wow, that's, you know, that's fantastic that they, they, they did that. Um, you know, uh, maybe, maybe both Mike and my point about like, maybe they, they had a vision that to Mike's point, maybe they took financial risk as to my, my point, but either way, they made something they made something happen and i think that now we're in a society where is entrepreneurship is being streamlined in many ways with the digital economy so you've got sites like you know sites like patreon uh even like you look at like like these youtube streamers or twitch streamers that are like they're making money but but the entire ecosystem has been created for them so in a way it's like they they're you know they're they're bringing something to the table maybe something different maybe not but but a lot of these frameworks have been created by sort of big larger capital e entrepreneurs and that's that's why i find that there's such a scope to this because you have entrepreneurs like your sister and your mom who are like who who are at you know uh fairs and stuff like that who are selling uh products that they made and all this and they definitely are that and then you have like mark zuckerberg or something like who's you know was an entrepreneur in in another domain and that sort of stuff and in the end most of the giant businesses that exist are in some ways you know started by an entrepreneur uh there's this movie with michael keaton about the creation of, of mcdonald's and like how mcdonald's was like essentially you know the, there were these mcdonald's brothers and and they started they started it and had essentially one for one location and it was really popular but they automized this food process so like people are used to waiting for a really long time for their food and michael keaton's character essentially played i guess the entrepreneur who couldn't believe well like it's weird because he didn't come up with the idea, but he definitely saw the concept of like expanding the idea. So he's an that's another type of entrepreneur, right? Like it's you you may not have an idea for something, but you have an idea of how to take something that's successful and get it to a larger audience. You know, so there. Yeah, it's, it's, I, again, it's I, I, I sort of think that there. I mean, this is this is sort of interesting because there's so many ways to define this stuff, and I I feel like there are like that when you describe that Michael Keaton character that there are some people who say like those people are like. Um, business development people or, or and there are people who are very skilled at that like we'll take your business to the next level you hear this kind of stuff a lot and and both uh, sister and mom who kudos to them it sounds like they're doing an awesome job but I feel I, I feel like the when Crofton pointed out about about 
things like um, what did, what did you say the site was? Oh, Patreon. So so Patreon or say like Etsy is another one uh, where people sell stuff. And I feel like the entrepreneur is like the person who is making crafts or whatever. And they go to the craft show and they see all these people and they're like, hey, people like this stuff. And then they're like, they make Etsy. And then that person is now like, you know, billionaire. That's the entrepreneur. It's, it's again, seeing, connecting the dots. So something like Patreon be like, hey, there's people out there that want to support people who are doing things like this podcast or any podcast or art or whatever, want to support them and would. And someone's like, I should make a website. That's like the entrepreneurial spirit. It's, it's seeing those like connecting those dots and then and then and then going from there. And I think that's sort of what differentiates it a little bit. But well, they're, we've they're, been defining for a long again, time. I think I still at the baseline, they're still finding a need and filling it with a cert with a service or a product or something, right? Like just just to to be as reductive as possible, whether it's an internet based solution or some literally shoveling your kid and you're shoveling people's laneways because there's busy adults around. Right, but work. like, okay, like, let me jump in because yeah. I was thinking of like an example. So it's like the kid shoveling the driveway. It's like, you know, like people, so some kids start shoveling the driveway. It's like, hey, 25 bucks, you know, a driveway does this in his neighbors or whatever. Maybe there's one kid that does that. Maybe there's another kid who who's like, starts doing that and says like, hey, there's a lot more driveways than I can shovel. Gets his friends at school, say like, hey, I'll pay you all 20 bucks and I'll go around house to house and get the thing. And then, and then he's got a computer programming friend. He says like, Hey, we, if we get an app for this kind of thing together, you'd be like, that kid's an entrepreneur and the other kids just sweat, sweat, sweat equity in it. And there's, there's <laughs> value in both. Sure. You know, and I was yeah. thinking this other I example. Would dis- I would disagree. Like I disagree with most of all the most, like, See, well, like as this, I said, again, this, this is, and I've heard other examples like this, um, you, you know, with sort of like, say someone like you could, you could go out and collect cans and bring them to recycling places and be like, eh, you're taking initiative. You're making some money off some stuff. Then it's like, if you did this enough and then you're like, you're like, man, I'm like, I could, you know, uh, if, if I just refine this product, I could sell it for more value. And you start like melting down plastic and melting down aluminum. And then you're like, I can make stuff out of it. You know, it's, I think it's that really exploring something, exploding something is really what an entrepreneur. Well, I think that's, that's big I, e entrepreneurship. But like I said, I think there's a massive spectrum. And I think that people that just start a business uh, are entrepreneurs. It's so for just, you, it's all business. You're, you yes, are a business, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, pe- if you start a business, be it a small business or a large business, and you are the one that starts said business, then you are an entrepreneur. If, so if you... I so I own rental properties. That's a business of sorts. So I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, you're finding in in my analysis, there's a need for housing in a certain area. You bought the property that people need. Took the financial risk and yeah, made, but made, like, made the uh, made yeah, the, I don't... the modifications to the house. I would I would consider you a small e entrepreneur. I think it's a stretch, but uh, I'll I'll take the compliment. Yeah, I guess, like, I think the thing is that the fact you think it's a compliment, and and I understand why you would, is well, a, test- a bit facetious, but is is a <laughs> testament to uh, like the the way that entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah you is, are an entrepreneur. Yeah, is but perceived. also see here's I a- I've always thought Mike Mike is yeah, in, in little ways too because see, because I'm you think- are playing within the like. I've never operated – I've done a non-for-profit thing, but I've never seriously, seriously operated a – tried to operate a self-sustaining business or meet a need in that full way. You know, Well, like, I guess for you, like, cause I always think uh, when um, you were in Kingston and you, like, got – you worked at that yeah, uh, like that's theater the and then you, like – the closest I've been to it, where I started – I – Wanted to do so in university. I wanted to see the plays I wanted to see produced, and not the crap they were putting on for the majors, uh, the fall and the spring majors at the university. And I happened to have gotten a job at a local struggling theater that had just opened up. And because they weren't paying me money, I was like, "Well, there's still a need for good theater in this town by students." <laughs> like, yeah, right. But you know, I started. I started my own company. I mean, I didn't register. I didn't do anything. It was just a company because it was an idea. Which, at the end of the day, is all a business is is, is a couple of and ideas that you it. slap proprietary. Like you, you. But you talk. had you had actors, and you put on yes. a play, and you charged entry. We fees, hired like... actors that well, we didn't pay them. We took on volunteer actors and volunteers to put the play on. We charged the public for it. 
and the money basically went to the rights holders <laughs> and like <laughs> they went to the the theater because i agreed to like i think 20 percent or 10 percent a ticket would go because it was getting unused so you'll take some of the money theater operator and which and that's like nothing 10 to 20 percent it was a steal um and i volunteered my time yeah, I don't know. This doesn't count as a business because I made no money. I don't know. It was like so. Here's here's the <laughs> like deal. And I was thinking more about Mike's Mike's combo. Yeah. Having a rental property is not necessarily entrepreneurial. Oh, he's backtracking like, now. No, no. no we're not, he's not talking about you, you having a rental property. Modify your opinion is definitely. A, I guess a it's, benefit I, I know what he's going to say. It's uh, possible to have a rental just, property that isn't mean you're in business. Like I no, could, exactly, exactly. It's once you have multiple. You're taking on, you know, a sizable amount of risk. Maybe you've incorporated or whatever, and it becomes larger than just having one rental property or rental cottage or whatever. And again, sites like Airbnb have like enabled a lot of this stuff. Now, to to, to talk to Mike, and and that would be a capital E entrepreneur, whoever came up with Airbnb. But to say only the person that came up with Airbnb is the only person that's the entrepreneur, and nobody that no, uses it. There's lots of other ones it, too. Like, right. So that's why I think that there's different shades. Now, to Bo's point, though, I think that that volunteer stuff is not necessarily entrepreneurial. Now, I'm not saying that Bo's entire example was based on that. But if you're not like entrepreneurial is about making money in my mind. And like it's not about like it's not about setting up a, a not for profit to a certain extent, even though that entrepreneurial spirit could potentially be applied to that. I wouldn't consider somebody that is that is running like a, a committee of volunteers as an entrepreneur, right? Like they're they're benevolent. There's probably other terms for them. But entrepreneur seems to be heavily associated with with capitalism. And honestly, I've taken in the positive um, implications of it. Like when I hear that word, when somebody says that, oh, this person's an entrepreneur, I automatically am like, oh, that's nice. That's that's a that's a flattering or a positive thing to say about them, and um, and and like, it's not that I'm trying to pick holes in that, but I do feel that it it definitely puts them in a higher caste, if you will, than people that choose to, like myself, who choose to work at an organization in a sort of salaried position, who have chosen essentially security over risk. Um, and maybe they deserve to be thought of that way because they're courageous enough to to take that that step. But it is something that has always bothered me about the the high level that we <clears throat> consider entrepreneurs in, in society. I'm not sure if fairly or not, but... Hmm. Well, I do think that 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 like that this idea of entrepreneurs being like, you know, these are great. This is great that they're doing this. I think that's a little bit written by you know, because in capitalism, making money is what it's all about. And if you do that, you win. And I feel like a lot of the a lot of the popular narrative is written by the winners. So I feel like if you know if you you see yourself as an entrepreneur and you're, you've been successful, you're like, yes, that's what it's at. Not I'm not some shimaku took a job even though there's a lot really positive to say about someone who works a job like that that's probably adding more to the fabric of the world than an entrepreneur who develops the boogie bass and sells 50 million you know copies of it or whatever for people to hang on their walls like that person was an entrepreneur it's like whatever people need to work jobs but i feel like they kind of put it on a pedestal thing i think is just tied with kind of uh economic growth uh, consumer capitalism, which I think all those things, I would be like, all those things are not are not good in in my view, and so therefore is the entrepreneur good? And I think it's like it's been so pushed into us that yes, entrepreneurs are good, and I feel like ultimately, if you're an entrepreneur, you're probably someone who's like, I want I want a lot of money, you know, and and uh, and usually the people who want this, want power, want to get ahead, are usually people who are less afraid of risk or they crave the thing more than the risk deters them yeah. ultimately what they want i mean you know i think a, lo a lot of them will portray themselves you're muted croft and i see you <laughs> oh sorry it's, it's just a quick question mike based on that don't you think though that some of them are ones that that in, instead of like generalizing and saying they want money don't don't you think that like it's safe to say maybe some of them just want to do something that they 
they love or or, or are in control of as opposed to you I know think like that, I think, the, I've always thought that's why they go there not necessarily I mean, like the, the easy money is probably going with a sure bet that's safe they're they're not going that way no, right? well, no well that's not but there's no money in that in having a salary job like if you're thinking of the grand scheme of thing if you want to be like someone like Donald Trump, rich guy, you'd never have a job because you're never going to get to be like, it's like, you know, for me or you or any of us, we'd be like, hey, that's a good living. You get a decent job with good benefits. You're going to live a good life. I have leisure time. I'll do what I like. But if you're someone who wants to drive a Ferrari or you want to live in a mansion or you want to fly around in a helicopter, you need to be worth $100 million. And you're never, ever going to get that working a job period so anyone who's anyone who's going to get rich has to be an entrepreneur and they're like the kings of the world in this society they they so they're like they self-aggrandize themselves and, and so i think but ultimately that's what drives them and you say like doing um you know want to do a thing and be in control and i think that that is also tied with this kind of a type personality who wants power you know it's like yeah they don't want to work for someone because they think they're too good and you know, like oftentimes you see with entrepreneurs, I feel like they'll say like, "This person got this build, this business going through like force of will. They just like did it, even though it seems crazy sometimes." And I feel like that's kind of the art of the con man too. It's like convincing people to give you money for startup and having kind of no shame and almost like a a psychopathic kind of like drive where you don't you use people as you need them. And I mean, I'm painting a wholly negative picture. It's not all that, but even someone like right now, Elon Musk is like the entrepreneur. Du jour, who's like, you know, he's doing all this he's awesome stuff. Trying to solve and like, well, uh, planetary what? travel. He's trying to solve planetary travel so we can get around yeah. the now, world everyone, in 30 minutes. Everyone loves this Elon Musk, but don't forget, he got rich from PayPal. PayPal. It wasn't like he was like, I'm going to turn the car electric. I feel like he was an entrepreneur who probably like saw an opportunity. It's like, let's make it easy for people to buy shit online. It's a boring idea, but it was an opportunity and he came a billionaire at it. And then from there, I grant him full credit that he does have a vision and he wants to do positive things, but he's a billionaire already. Thank God there's a few of them who want to do good stuff with their resources. I think they're the minority. I think most of them are like, hey, like look at Steve Jobs. He was worth a billion. He didn't give fucking money to nobody. He just wanted, everyone loves Steve Jobs. He was not a nice guy. He gave no money to charity. He sat on a big pile of money. That's it. You know, at least people like Bill Gates or. Yeah, he, he didn't give anything? No, look it up. Steve Jobs is not a nice, nice man, really. He was just like. He was a visionary for making money. <laughs> you know, it's really, he revolutionized the world. But as we all know, this stuff all comes with a grain of, start, uh, grain of salt. Like, smartphones mm-hmm. are awesome. They're also bad in a lot of ways that, you know, is highly documented right now. But they made him a lot of money. They made Apple mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, is it made humanity better? It's, I, I don't know. I think the jury's honestly out on that. But it was a business opportunity, and he made money. And that's what an entrepreneur does. And I'm a little bit split on actually whether that's always it, – it's sometimes good. It's sometimes bad. Uh, and I think a lot of times it's bullshit. So I, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going to land on this. Yeah, but, like, do, do you think – do you throw the baby out with the bathwater on this one? Like, I well, mean, the, the idea I mean, is that the... entrepreneurship is profit-driven. It, like, business is profit-driven. Because if it isn't business, it's a public program. It's a community program, right, ultimately? But, but I mean, like, yeah, I suppose so. And and I guess people say, like, pro- innovation and progress is driven by people who take risks and, and who see the opportunities in the gaps, right? Or who see the opportunities of what's to come. Sure. Again, people like Bill Gates, you know, who's in the right place at the right time and sees, you know, is able to take something that's emerging and, and really capitalize on it. Um, it's funny that term, he's like, capitalize on this opportunity. It really is kind of, like, loaded. It's really about, like... Now is the time to go all in with your money, but and you're going to you see would think dividends. They're capitalizing on the good fortunes that happened to them, but they weren't the only people doing what they were doing, right? Like, you know, like I, again, they... I've mentioned this before. You know, so even all the stuff tied up with innovation and progress, like there's such a thing. There's this term called the progress trap, um, and a good example of it is nuclear weapons, where human beings got better and better at warfare, and now we have the bomb, and now we're like, oh shit! Like, let's let's rein it in because we're about to kill each other. And I think that the problem with with a constantly exploiting opportunity for advantage is stuff like you get unforeseen consequences and it isn't always better just because an opportunity 
can provide money and can and people will like it and want it doesn't mean it's better. And for me, the whole like Silicon Valley social media tech thing, I'm really like of a mixed mind about it. I don't know that it's made the world a better place. A lot of people would say 100% it has, but I think more and more people are like it hasn't done what people said it was going to do uh, in a lot of ways, and it's and it has very specific negative outcomes. But has it made those people a ton of money? Has like everyone been on Facebook? Has made Facebook very, very rich. Has it made anyone's individual lives better now that you're spending two hours of your free time on Facebook instead of whatever you were doing before Facebook existed? No, it's, and I think it's an opportunity, but, right? But I think that's the same as like there's always going to be that. Like that's like it, it's it's like seeing Henry Ford was an entrepreneur, created the you know the the Model T yeah. and and made it and made it so that his employees could purchase it. Cars have made tremendous amounts of pollution. They've caused tremendous amounts of carnage. They've been used as weapons of war. There's been, you know, drunk driving. There's all sorts of things sort of associated with cars. It, it, but it was an entrepreneur and an innovator that essentially pushed, pushed that forward. Was it, was that worth doing? Was it not? It's so, it seems like far back in time, but to compare it to like the Silicon Valley stuff of, of, of very recent times that we can remember in our lifetime is, is different, but it's the same deal. You come up with something, a big new technology, there's some good stuff, there's some bad stuff, and maybe that's that progress chop that, um, uh, that you'd be mentioned. But I guess I didn't really think about it in the same uh, breadth is innovation, like entrepreneurship. I think I always thought about it as um, as somebody, you know, like like Mike, you said, like making money and and and, um, and and trying to, you know, trying to get rich or trying to do what they personally want or care for or not have a boss. Like I always thought about it that way, but I definitely did not really think about the innovation angle. That these these folks are are literally the people that are pushing society forward. Like, yeah, Elon Musk may have made his money on PayPal, but now with Tesla and SpaceX and all this sort of stuff, he's working on, you know, like he's still trying to be an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur, but in a different field pushing society forward. It's just less of a financial risk for him or he has that backup. So in a way, we need these we need these folks. And like any types of folks, I guess there's good ones and there's probably not as good ones. You know, like there's entrepreneurs that have literally made things that are probably wholesale bad, you know, and be like, oh, wow, I have a way to make, take these two drugs and put them together and make them super addictive or whatever or like well, um it's that funny guy, that's, that's uh, a hilarious Mark... that's a hilarious point because that is something that happens in the drug like with um synthetic <laughs> opioids uh, apparently there's a constant and these are entrepreneurs drug dealers are arguably excellent entrepreneurs are like hey there's an opportunity people want drugs um, I'm willing to operate outside the law. There's a lot of money being made, and they become multimillionaires. They're super successful entrepreneurs, and they That's are true. entrepreneurs exactly the same as anyone else. They they happen to operate in 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 an illegal sphere, but that doesn't make them any less entrepreneurial. The risk they take is greater than a legal entrepreneur, uh, and but they happen to do something which destroys lives, and so we look at them badly. But if you're just talking about entrepreneurship. They're dead on They're as, as entrepreneurs. And it is funny because that – I'm sure I've seen it in a movie, but you know the whole branding where like you know some drug dealer ends up at a party or something like that and, and uh, you know like the audience, you know at this point that he's a drug dealer or whatever and somebody says to him, hey, so uh, – you know what do you do? And he and they'll be like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, and and, and you know it's played played for last. The idea being like, yes, technically, technically he is, but he's also a drug dealer. So if you call it that that way, like entrepreneur right. is also a flattering branding, I guess, to to be used for a lot of these uh, positions. Yeah, I think that's part of like, you know, over. Like to me, that's part of the bullshit of this whole thing. Is that it is a flattering overlay, or because some because some entrepreneurs provide need new ways to do things that we all like. Um, but I think a lot of people, yeah, just use that term 
to be like, yeah, actually, you know, I bought this cheap land in the, in the, in nature to dump toxic waste on. No one was using it and there's no regulations in this place. Well, I'm an entrepreneur. There's tons of entrepreneurs who do exactly that kind of thing. And you're like, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, look at them. They're doing all this stuff. And I'd say, you know, this is the, like the, the problem of constant growth and, expansion is it just never ends and i think entrepreneurship is just it's so focused on driving ahead it's never focused on stuff like uh is it better does it make the world better they don't care they're like it does it make me money and i would say for people who start an ngo instead or who work as public servants or something like that they may in fact focus on things like is this is this thing going to make the world better and if it is, then I'm going to devote my life to it. I think an entrepreneur doesn't have that. They're just like, is this going to make me a shit ton of money? Then yes, then I'm going on. And, and we put these people on a pedestal and be like, you know, just because they make a lot of money and we place the people who are rich, you know, in Western society as like, we should all want to be like them. And I mean, I do not want to be like them, but our society says you should want to be like them. And I mean, I might be in the minority, but no, I don't want to be rich. rich. It's not something I desire. There's a lot in our society that points to, I mean, it's just, it's one of our cultural things. It's like when someone, like, this happened early on when I first started podcasting, but it still happens now, just less so. It's like, oh, you podcast. Oh, like, you, you any good at it? Like, I, you know, do you make money? And it's like, no. It's like, oh, well, I mean, it's not really worth your time. You know, like, yes, every, one in every person gets lucky at doing a thing. But what's the point of doing it if you're not making money? And I think I think that's where, like, there's this sort of game playing um, with entrepreneurship because, in a way, it's, like, it's a highly speculative thing. Like, you can set out to try and solve a problem that you see, but you can ultimately fail at it if no one's willing to pay, to, to, to pay for that business. Like, you are searching for a business that works. And you're doing so, I think, for the thrill of the hunt or for the compulsion itself in a weird way. You know, they always talk about how, like, top-tier business people are kind of ruthless and insane. Mm. You know, like, there, there's something about them that they're not like normal people because they don't look at it like, I'm going I'm gonna to do this thing and it will only be worth it if I get a result. Where it's not the reward that's the reason. That's, like, employee thinking. The reason to find like to do these things is itself it's like it's its own purpose to find it is what feels satisfaction or derives pleasure from doing it right like ask a painter why they paint then it's not because they're like i want to be like michelangelo and i want to have ten thousand million followers (laughs) like there's just like i like painting or and i think business people who as you said there's this weird veneer with business people like they don't talk about it in this way where they're just like you know they they brag and they have money and they just talk about their ideas because maybe they're you know they're not quite right but ultimately i think the people like you talk about steve jobs and stuff they just do it because they want to do it like like they're they have this idea like um who's that guy they were talking about but someone who's like there's this person i was watching this thing i think it was penn and teller's bullshit it's about food the person responsible for modern food like the fact that we can sustain enough food for a population right now is thanks to like some people. Oh, the, the green revolution. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like, we never think about that stuff and maybe that guy's rich or not. I don't know. But like, it seems like that person would have set forth like shit, we're going to be out of food. Let's, let's fix it. And they came across a solution where no guarantee of solution could arise, could happen for now. Maybe it's not a great one. That's for yeah. another well, show. and that one is, that one is interesting. Um, I, mean, I, I think that guy actually was a, was a scientist, <laughs> but true, uh, but that could be the case. Like the person who came up with an atom bomb was probably a scientist. Well, yeah, they, you know, w- so. well, yeah. I mean, that was an example of pro- progress trap, but, uh, but I would sure. say like, think of, we talked with this guy before. You remember, you know, pharma bro. Um, oh yeah. This guy. Um, Sir Neckus or something. The guy who bought farm. Yeah. Martin Scurelli. Uh, this guy, the, the guy who jacked up the price of the drugs. Yeah, and it'd be like, there's an entrepreneur. He was like, he got into hedge funds. He managed money. He got money. He took. He's like, he's like, there's an opportunity. Look at this drug. I can buy it on the cheap. People need it. I'm gonna jack it up, and my my shareholders are gonna be happy. And you know, especially when you get into the entrepreneurship of of public. And I feel like this is one of the whole problems with 
market economy. It's like it's like you only care about your share. Once you get to that level, if you have shareholders, it's like you're doing well if your shareholders are up. It doesn't matter if you fucking murder someone. Like it's like if the if the stock is rising, everyone's happy. And I'm just like, this is not good. This is for me. It's like they're not doing it for love of the world or passion. Um, they're doing it because it's like I want money, and there, and there's opportunity to make money, and I'm gonna take it because because if I don't, someone else will. It's that kind of like fight, like like definitely the king some, of the castle fight to the top, and I get there. But first. some people, yes, like and if you're focusing on like the Steve Jobs or the Martin Shrelly's, yeah, and that's exactly right. I do 100% agree. But I don't think you can take that brush and label it on entrepreneurs. In fact, most of the people that I know that are low level starting out entrepreneurs are people again that want to be their own boss. That have that have something that they you know that they feel passionate about that don't want to be doing like a nine to five for some other organization and that sort of stuff and some of them are are, are money chasers and there's some that end up like in situations like that but like the Bill Gates or the Elon Musk's there's they're a type of entrepreneur a big e entrepreneur and then on the other side you got this these guys like the the less um savory characters it just goes to show you what a wide like entrepreneurs are people like that's what they are they're and and some of those people are going to be good people and some of those people are going to be bad people well there's they're there but i think all of them are a type of person because most people in the world are not entrepreneurs like most so right to be just to be an entrepreneur you have to be in a certain type of population and then yeah i agree there's good ones and bad ones um I'm just about ready for verdicts. I don't know what you guys. Mm, yeah, I feel like um, Same. I feel like this is tough because since I'm not an entrepreneur, I don't, you know, like it, it feels like well, a door that's closed off to me. Like I can look at what they do, but at the same time, I'm like, is there ever going to be a moment in my life where I conduct myself in such a way? Well, well, listen, listen. Okay, like we were asking about me who has rental properties. And am I an entrepreneur? And Crofton was like, oh, yeah. at first he was yes, and then he was no. And I'd be like, you know, ultimately, for for what I've, like, the, the reason I own rental properties is for my own financial gain, you know? And yes. to get that. You're more get, of the Martin Shirelli entrepreneur. To get, But to get that, uh, and, I, and I do this because I want freedom from work at some point. But to do that, I took financial risk. You know, I have a lot of debt compared to, a lot of people so i've taken on that risk and i've taken on the debt and now i have you know at some point in my life i'll be able to sell these properties or they'll be paid off and i'll have some kind of income i've done that for my for my own benefit the difference between me and an entrepreneur is that like i stop because i'm like okay i have two rental properties and i might have an apartment in my current house when i'm done that's enough that that's enough because it's like if those things get paid off i can live a pretty comfortable life I know I could leverage the properties I have and get more properties and more properties and I could keep rolling. But the only thing that would drive that is be me being like, I want tons of money. And I'm like, I just don't want tons more money. And it, and it's more work. But it's like if I had that drive, like I've done it enough now to know that I'm like, I could keep it going. Right. Uh, it would it would be work. I'm not saying these people are are they're people who work. Entrepreneurs are people who are like they're working. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it would it would be that, but the, but the drive is like more 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 is what would keep you going. And if I had twenty rent twenty rental units and I had people going around managing them, you'd be like, okay, yeah, now you're an entrepreneur. But the difference is, I stop. I'm just like, I don't want to have tons of money. I just want to have the option of freedom as when I get older. That's all I want. Yeah. So I stop. You know. Yeah. No, so I, I get it. Like, like, you're, you're not looking to make it self-sustaining. Like the next natural step for you would be to hire a property manager and someone to fill them. And then for you to be barely intervening except for major decisions, right? Yeah, like I just that's throw where my this money go- around. That's and where buy this path goes. This see- path goes that you have fifty uh, rental properties and people are running it for you, and you just get written fat checks, and everyone else gets to have a job, and tenants get to have a thing, and you basically a job a creator. Yeah. But my impression, based on what you had said before, was that you were tapped out. Like that—that's why you didn't get more properties. Well, you tapped just out were because, fine. because so, I'm so like, you couldn't take on more risk or whatever. Well, like I could take yeah. on more risk. I know how yeah. to do it, and I could. I could totally leverage more. And part of it's also like you get investors and like you borrow money from like whoever you can—family, friends, the bank—and uh, you can keep it as long as you pay the returns, which I which I have because I've borrowed lots of money. I pay the returns. Hear that, lenders? 
yeah, well, the lenders are making money off of me. It's all going around. And and so the thing is, once you have that trust, then they'll lend you more money. So, like, I could keep borrowing, and I know I could make the payments, but I'm like, I just don't want to have this freaking giant empire of, like, just for what? So I could have, like, a, a giant boat and, well, and an then expensive you could... car? I'm like, and I don't want that what stuff. What about that life goal you told me about many years ago of owning an island and, and having... talking about? <laughs> sure no, that's don't be shy. We're, sounds, I know we're on the show. It sounds true too. Where you, and you <laughs> wanted to, you, basically you wanted the island so you could see for yourself what it was like to hunt man, and that was your big. <laughs> I mean, don't make rumors about me. That's like yeah. a Bond villain thing to do, but it's like <laughs> it's literally. I'm sure some rich person's entrepreneurial reason. <laughs> but you know, but to... my uh, Bo, in, in defense of you, you're like, oh, I wonder what it's like to be an entrepreneur. You're like essentially, okay. So you've got you've got you know multiple podcasts, some of which would have patron uh, money, uh, you know, coming in. You're you do sound uh, sound design and all this sort of stuff. I literally asked to buy like sound. It's it's uh, not. I don't. It doesn't. No no no. I'm I'm just wait okay. wait for. Okay. So so let's just imagine for a second that you like you know you had you call yourself like you know BS Studios. Um, and, uh, you've got like, you've got like sound, uh, BS studios, sound design, web design, podcasting or whatever. And, and like, and then you're tying in your existing revenue streams, adding a little bit more. And this is your thing. You're like, I'm not saying you're, you're an entrepreneur, like in the traditional sense, right off the gate, but you're like flirting pretty close, you know, is what, what I mean? Like you're, you're working My, on a yeah. bunch of projects. There's just not that umbrella necessarily. Well, you know, and just to no, jump in I on this thing before. It was my turn to talk, but Crofton made me wait, so you don't get to jump in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. No, go ahead. It, was, it was to add to that. He's like, no, wait, I'll be quick. And then 10 minutes later, he's still talking. <laughs> um, so, I consider what I would do like their projects and their creative projects and partnership with people, but they far, fall more in the realm of self-employment. Like if I'm not doing it, then it doesn't get done. It's like if Tom Cruise doesn't appear in the movie, you can't Tom Cruise can't run a business where he hires other Tom Cruises to appear in films for him and make him money. Like he's still the talent. It's still an employment of talent. And I don't think it falls under entrepreneurship, even though, you know, celebrities, I'm sure, conduct all kinds of projects under their purview all the time. And that might be considered entrepreneurship, but I would so consider... Scott Johnson an entrepreneur? I don't know. <laughs> like, or is he self-employed? I would say he's I would self-employed. Say he's an entrepreneur. That's I would, what say, I would he's say he's self-employed. If he's not on his shows, he's not making money. And like, well, don't get me I... wrong, there's a business to doing this, but owning a business or running a business does not necessarily make you an entrepreneur back to back this is full circle back to what we were originally like, talking about because entrepreneur to me is the identification of a need and the process through which to find a solution to fill that need and it if you like it might be that you're integral to it i suppose but to me it's more the system and less your actual intervention like i think in this equation it's egotistical to be like i'm the only i invented mcdonald's and i'm the only person capable of working at a mcdonald's if i don't work at mcdonald's mcdonald's fails it's like no any schlub can work at mcdonald's it's like you've you an entrepreneur identifies a thing makes it and then can leave it be that's like my sense of it so, for the listeners benefit bo worked at mcdonald's that's true. I, I mean, I'm a schlub everywhere I've worked. <laughs> like I've, I've never. That's why I say I've never had a business or a project where if I wasn't involved, it would fall apart. And and like yes, like Mike, you're involved, but very minimally. And like to me, the goal of entrepreneurship is to give it. You don't give it back to the people, but in a way you do. Like think of like any of the companies right now. If any of their CEOs or executives left, they'd still run. If their top talent left at disney studios they'd still be putting out movies you know like like to yeah. me they're the business is capable of running without you essentially and that's what you're building potentially but it dies slowly like like um the Maybe. disney had a dark but, period before they had uh their new ceo uh, they're not new ceo but their ceo at the, in the 90s that uh his name escapes me bob something whatever that that led to like the disney renaissance and all that sort of stuff and now they're new like 
if when uh, Steve Jobs passed away and uh, Tim, what's his face, Cook, I think, started on like Apple st- stuff took it, like it dies slow, slowly. There's still even in these giant organizations, maybe, um, but they could always the find value. a new champion. I mean, that's up to the organization. You know, no one lives forever, but a business can go on for hundreds I of will. years. Like, how long has the New York Times been running? You know, I'm sure they've seen their share. Probably leader- 500 years. They've seen their share of change of leadership. They've had good years and bad years, but ultimately, people need the news, and they're still trying to survive. And now they're trying to weather the internet. But you know what? Like, that's how this works. That, to me, that's how entrepreneurship works. Is like it might be yours, and you might be integral to it. But at the end of the day, it can't but, run without you because yeah. Well, but I think I think the entrepreneur is the person who builds up the company yes, that then yes. becomes that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that yeah. that's what makes yeah. Because the New York Times is no longer in no. it's there's no longer an entrepreneur in there. Like Tom New York, who made the first paper by himself. <laughs> you know, he was like, <laughs> no one else can work here. If Tom New York doesn't work here, this journalism's out the yeah. you know. He's like, he died, and people still wanted the New York Times. That's... Yeah. Whereas like Mr. Bronx Paper, who lived down the street, but never never hired any reporters <laughs> or got anyone else. You know, it, n- it never went on. But the well, New- what's New the York shitty Times? one? It's Mr. It's it's Bob Sun and the freaking Bob Sun newspapers with the Sunshine Bob Girls. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted an girl. excuse to see naked ladies. He started his whole newspaper empire just to see them. Based on it, I want an excuse model. to see verdicts. That's all I yeah, want. Let's do verdicts. Oh my god, that was a ten on ten segue. It's so it's so good. I'm like shocked. All right, let's get the verdicts. <laughs> Courts. Um, so uh, uh, I'll go. Okay, I guess I know I what I'm going to say. This one is kind of obvious to me, which is that there's a certain odor in the air, a je ne sais quoi, of smelly bullshit. That's what I think. Okay, can you? Clarify? That's to me what this is, and you know, part of me, the part of me who is uh, anti-capitalist, which is a large part of me, uh, wants to just say it's kind of bad, but it's clearly not all bad. There is innovation comes out of entrepreneurship, new opportunities arise. Uh, a lot of it, though, is just someone being like, I need to get rich. I want to drive a Porsche. I want all the superficial bullshit in life for me, and I don't give a shit about no one else. I'll make a buck, and I don't care who i got to roll over to get there. That's part of entrepreneurship, too, and that's bad. There's a lot of bad in entrepreneurship. So I feel like the obvious verdict is down the middle. Uh, it's bullshit. It's too much of a big mess to, to tease it all apart. So that's the perfect verdict for entrepreneurship. There, short and sweet. All right. Uh, I'm up next since I'm the outro man. Uh, entrepreneurship. I feel like the things I said on it were probably the best this episode. Uh, just because not, <laughs> just because I feel like I, I have it under control. So, which is what I'm going to base my verdict on. Even though um, you guys had good things to say. I was just like... It's it's really just that 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 to me that effort to f- finding that pathway to a system, and and I think people who do it like doing that. Anyways, and maybe they have because of their background, they have a unique insight, and find a solution where others couldn't see it. But um, and I think that's a good thing. I think like if if there are th- ways like we can solve climate change in some way that we can't see yet, and it takes an entrepreneur to change the way society functions in a way that we take for granted, then that person's got to be important. That's got to be an important function. If the word we give to it is entrepreneurship, then I have to say that that's good. Entrepreneurship is good, 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 good. Um, And, you know, capitalism stuff aside, I don't really feel like capitalism's on trial today and the unending uh, quest for profit in a disgusting way, but definitely uh, being a problem solver is a good thing. It's just it's it's so funny that you use that example because all right it's my turn. Silos. If an entrepreneur my, solves my climate turn. change, it'll be yeah. great. But you don't get to comment on both verdicts. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It happens all the time. Later. You, can, you can do it later at the end. You can give me shit for ah, just like like Crofton give his verdict. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, sweet. How not so, entrepreneurial of you to not see your opportunity. Silos. <laughs> Entrepreneurship is bullshit. 
And there's some good entrepreneurs and there's some bad entrepreneurs. And that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? No. Wow. I mean, like, we talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. You guys both made made very good, you know, very good points. Right. But, you know, like, Mike and I were going sort of back and forth on who is an entrepreneur or who is not or whatever. But really, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It's wherever you want to draw your line in the sand. For me, it's just that, like... Like you're right, Bo. There's innovators. There's there's great thinkers, and then Mike's right. There's complete total douchebags who just want money. So like this is a category in which the the bullshit uh, label is very apt, and I don't think it requires further uh, study than that. But it's definitely one of those arguments you can easily argue good, and you can easily argue bad, and cherry pick who you're talking about. But in the end, if you look at all of them, you just got to say it's bullshit. And that's why that's why I had to jump in on both because he was like, hey, if an entrepreneur solves climate change, great. He's like, but what about all the entrepreneurs who made climate change? What about them, though? You're like, but what well, about they, 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 they were solving other problems of their times. No, they, look, no they look, weren't. Look, a car... The the day the first day that motorized vehicles came into existence was a glorious day, when the reality like that they, everyone could have one, they could not have foreseen at that time. They were arrogant as humans always are about everything they come up with, about the long term impacts, and that's just part of it. I know it's not just cars, but anyway, cars are a contributor. You say good for everything. And listen, I don't know you, you you ask anybody living today, give up your car. They will fucking deck you right in the face. I see. I take the bus as a bus driver. I look at all the entitled people in their goddamn cars, and I'm just like, they're all sitting there in their cars complaining about climate change in their disgusting cars. Yes, I know I don't have a car because I'm lazy, but that doesn't. I'm still taking the moral high ground here, and just be like, fuck. But then why did you say entrepreneurs are good? You just started this thing by saying the car. All these lazy. No, wait. You're missing the point. It's that. Entrepreneur, they solved a problem at the time cars were invented. Climate change was not a problem, and this was a blessing. What now it's the... not a blessing because we're, you know, and humans are arrogant like that and short sighted. But it's and still good. This, this is my own blood. Ugh. Oh, okay. okay. Anyways, was... um, if you want to send, problem. we don't. If you want to send Croft in your blood, uh, and trust me, I'll forward it to him. I'm bleeding out here, fuckers. Uh, or if you want to send him some bandages, uh, email bandages, you can send them to goodbadbullet@gmail.com along with your opinions on entrepreneurship. And um, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear uh, what you'd have to say. We do read emails on the show. We don't get many of them, so if you do send one in, it'd be very special. So please do it. And if this is as big, if this hasn't been creepy enough. Well, visit our website, goodbadbull.com, and there you can find out more about us and our show. You can subscribe. You can like us on Twitter and Facebook because people love social media. Most of us, anyways. Maybe not you, but some of us do. And um, you can subscribe to the show, which is really the most important thing, ultimately. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank all the people uh, who back us on patreon.com help pay our server costs and give us a little extra something something in our bank accounts not really but we're getting there but um, we do appreciate the support of all of our listeners without you we'd have nothing um the except our gold teeth <laughs> right except our... yeah you shouldn't talk about gold teeth on the show you nobody's gonna give us money bastard. We're going to get an email saying, why don't you sell that gold tooth and pay for your server costs for 10 years, you rich bastard. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> all right, you can find me on Twitter at Bo Schwartz. And swing on by therewillbedungeons.com and check out uh, the D&D show I do. Just as a little plug, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Crofton, uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they do it? They can uh, follow me and all my personal sort of hygiene stories about my blood or my teeth or whatever. Uh, I'm a bit of an entrepreneur on the Twitter, at Croft and Steers. All right. And Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you. <laughs> yes. I, I also say if you want to see Crofton's entrepreneurial spirit, follow his Twitter feed. You'll be shocked he's not a billionaire already. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my like very and subscribe. <laughs> My very unentrepreneurial Twitter is at ML Hodgins. 
Cool, 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 cool. Well, that's cool, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with another great show. We gave some great verdicts. I'm trying to be a. I'm trying to. I realized I was going to do this earlier in the show, but then I completely forgot. But I'm trying to be more of a smooth. Welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit Radio. Today we're going to be discussing entrepreneurship. Is it really all it's cracked up to be? No. I'll try for next episode. (laughs) I'll try for next episode to be more soft spoken and radio like. Just be yourself, Bo. Yeah. I keep running my tongue over the gold tooth, and it feels so amazing. <laughs> it tastes better than anything I've ever eaten. It's just so smooth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, good show, You everyone. guys can't see it's in the back of my mouth. That's, uh, I mean, this, this is probably one of the worst outros you've ever done. The coffee is just like, talking about his gold tooth. I'm just grabbing. So, well, this is the music going up. The music... Somebody is going to develop some sort of entrepreneur esque software for pinpointing the exact moment shows need to end and I mean, yeah, inserting right. some sort of post we could, uh, clip. We could do that. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.